Hello and welcome to another episode of Dream a Little. I'm your host Lo, I'm an ABDL switch, and you might know me from social media as Daddy I Want This. Today is part two of two. So in the previous episode, I explained the first three phases of coming out as an ABDL, which is your foundation for starting the process. And I also explained why you absolutely need to have a system in place for this kind of talk, especially if the thought of opening up scares you. So in case you missed it, I highly recommend listening to that episode first, and you can do that by going back into the library and finding episode number 64. Can you believe it guys? We're on episode 65 today. That's crazy. So anyways, today we're going to be talking about the final three stages of coming out as an ABDL. These stages are communication, implementation, and the optional stage of damage control. Not everyone will experience it, but For those of you who may have to do some damage control, we're going to cover that today. And I'm so excited because I created a free cheat sheet for you, which lists out every stage in detail and will help you determine exactly where you are right now, what you need to focus on, and what's coming next. You can get access to this free cheat sheet by going to www.thelittlelounge.com slash 65 download, and I'll link to this in the show notes. When you visit my new website, you'll notice I have a privacy promise, which means that my cheat sheet and newsletter are 100% discreet no matter what. The email will always come addressed from low, and I promise I'll never include kinky words in the headlines like diaper, age play, ABDL, or anything like that because I know privacy is so important when it comes to ABDLs, and I want you to know that whenever you download something from me, I will never send you anything obvious or any kind of obscene emails. They will be so discreet that if you're scrolling through your inbox in public, you would never even know that you were subscribed to an ABDL newsletter. Again, you can download this cheat sheet by going to thelittlelounge.com slash 65 download. So let's dive into the communication stage, which is where you have the talk. You know you're in the talk or communication stage once you've tested your partner's interest in other kings and you have a better idea of whether or not they'll be open-minded about the subjects. So what sort of things can you expect to feel in this stage and what should you focus on? You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel scared, awkward. You might feel torn and uncertain at times if what you're doing is the right thing and I think that's all completely normal. There's never going to be a part of this process where you don't feel nervous. So don't worry. What will make this process a little bit easier is focusing on not taking yourself too seriously. And how do you do this? My first tip is to try smiling when you're talking about your kinks. If this seems impossible or you're concerned it won't look genuine or it won't look natural, I completely understand where you're coming from. But This is something you can practice. The next time you're in your car or you're home alone, make sure you're alone. (laughs) I just want you to practice saying the word diaper out loud. And then I want you to stand in front of the mirror and practice saying it with a smile on your face. It might sound silly, but trust me, it's going to help. I never really considered how difficult it would actually be just to say the word out loud until it was time to say it and I couldn't 
say it, I immediately realized then that I had spent my entire life avoiding using the word diaper out loud. No matter what, no, like if there was a kid around or anything, like I would just not say the word. My secret was buried down so deep that when the time came, the words physically would not come out. It's the weirdest phenomenon. And my second tip is to admit when you're telling your partner about your kink, that it is a little weird or a little out there. A few episodes ago, I mentioned this amazing TED Talk about rejection and the power of mentioning a concern someone might have when they reject you. However, don't forget, there's a huge difference between saying, I'm weird or I'm a weirdo, and yeah, I understand my kink is a little weird or a little out there, and it's not for everyone. Do you see the distinction there? You're not saying I'm weird or I'm a freak. You're saying what I like is a little weird. I can understand that. And there's a difference there. So I'm going to link to that TED Talk on rejection on my website. Again, just in case you missed it, you've got to see it, you guys. So you can see that by going to thelittlelounge.com slash 65 download. My third tip is to focus on identifying an opportune time. And what I mean by opportune time is a time when you both have privacy and you know that you can trust this person to keep your secret. And most importantly, you're both in a good mood. And my final tip is to plan out what you'll say just in case they reject you. I want you to plan out exactly what you'll say no matter how your partner reacts. I think they're going to react in one of three ways. They'll either love it, they'll hate it, or they'll be kind of indifferent about it. And a few episodes back when we were talking about rejection, I included a free cheat sheet with the five different types of rejection and the responses you could use to that rejection. I will list this free download in the episode summary, which again, you can find at thelittlelounge.com slash 65 download. So what can you expect to feel in the next stage, which is the implementation stage and what actions should you take? You finally got the courage to open up about kinks and your partner is accepting and they're willing to try it. That is amazing. Congratulations. Honestly, the hardest part is now over or so we thought. Dun, dun, dun. Just kidding. In all honesty, yes, the hardest part is over, but the next implementation stage is not easy by any means. So what do you do now? Now is the time to learn about your partner's hard limits and answer some difficult questions. And my first tip in the implementation stage is to focus on answering all your partner's questions or concerns logically without getting overly emotional and honestly. Let's be honest, there's no doubt your partner is going to be curious about your kinks, about age play in general, and... They're going to have lots of questions. Some of them might be hard to answer. And I get this all the time. When it comes to answering questions about actually using the diapers and all that kind of stuff, I find that this is an effective answer, okay? So if they're like, well, do you actually use it? Or do you actually do this or that? You could just say, honestly, I've thought about it, but I'm not sure. It sounds like something that could be a turn on and it's but it's pretty taboo and it might not be as great to experience in person i don't know by saying this effectively 
you're saying that you're open to it, but it also doesn't give away all the kinky things you may or may not have done in private. Got it? (laughs) So it's kind of like a a way to answer that you might be interested, but you're not really sure if it would, because it's true. Some things might be better in your head than actually in person. So that's just my little quick tip for overcoming those kind of obstacles. My second tip is to educate your partner and give them a good first impression. And one of my favorite ways to do this is through Tumblr. And that's why my blog, Daddy I Want This, was created, hence the name, Daddy I Want This. And I love using a blog because it gives you control. You get to handpick cute content that will gradually introduce your partner into age play rather than your partner just doing a Google search because let's be honest, some of the stuff Google whips up scares me and I'm into this kind of kink. During this stage, you want to make sure that you're slowly introducing the diaper stuff. Like you mostly are going to be posting sexual things. Like you want to transition your partner seeing this in a sexual light and very adult-like and not as taboo. You know, you want to be reposting things that are sexy, but like maybe the girl's wearing a bow or maybe the girl's wearing, you know, like leggings or like those like cute little long socks and then pigtails and you know slowly you don't want to go into like the hardcore stuff and you always want to make sure you're posting high quality or reposting sorry reblogging high quality photos you don't want anything like dimly lit or like weird looking or sketchy it wants you want it to look really really cute the next stage is called the damage control stage and not everyone is going to have to experience this and if you don't have to experience it you're very lucky but I know I went through this with my ex-boyfriend when I first told him about my kinks and I took it in the wrong direction and I became very closed off about the whole thing and instead of doing damage control like I'm about to teach you I did the exact opposite of what I'm going to teach you and I decided it would be a great idea to just surprise him one night by wearing a good night to bed. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Please don't do that. And as you can guess, it didn't go over well. He was very weirded out and I felt very awkward and it was just completely terrible. Don't, don't do that. So during the damage control stage, I think it's totally normal to feel sad you'll feel alone, you'll feel shameful. And unfortunately, sometimes there are just some people who will not understand what ABDL is all about and it sucks, but that's the reality and that's the risk you take when you open up. So during this time, you wanna focus on figuring out if you really want to be with someone who isn't open-minded about your kinks. Kinks do not define you and if your partner cannot understand that, I don't wanna come off as insensitive, but I think you deserve a lot better than that. You deserve someone who will at least accept that this is a part of you, even if they don't want to participate. So what comes after that? If your partner is accepting of your kinks, then this is just the beginning of your journey. You're going to learn so much about your partner. Your relationship will probably be put to the test a little bit, but most of all, you're going to go grow closer and more trusting towards each other. If your partner hates your kinks, that's unfortunate, 
but you'll discover you survived rejection, you learned a lot about yourself, and you also learned a lot about your partner in the end. This may change your relationship, and maybe it will be for the better, maybe it will be for the worse. Who knows? I know after I opened up to my ex, I started to notice other parts of our relationship that weren't going very well. It's like everything became amplified. I realized, you know, he wasn't perfect or even close to it. (laughs) Our relationship was not healthy. It wasn't making me happy. And I decided to move on. And in a weird way, knowing that he wasn't open-minded about my kinks made me feel empowered. And it inspired me to try again with someone new because I knew I could survive getting rejected. It gave me confidence that I needed in order to move on. But I knew I'd have to approach it differently and I'd have to use a system just like I use the system in other parts of my life. And that was a quick, quick preview into the last three stages of the six step process I shared with you today. If you want to get some more info, get some more tips, please, please, please download my free download by going to thelittlelounge.com forward slash 65 download where it will break down every single stage with action steps, what you should expect, what to be focusing on, and when to move on to the next level. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful and stay tuned for my course.